wasn't that to be fair. I didn't get uh I didn't get hounded by by the uh by my fans. Oh, okay. Which I hadn't <laughs> I got chased off of social media. Nah. Well you should have caused so much scandal. <laughs> Basically our most, our ben, most controversial guest so far. Ben is a person that we both already know, unlike our previous guests, which were known to John but not known to me. Um and I haven't seen Ben for a long time, actually. But the last time I did see Ben was in Dublin, when Ben ran a marathon dressed as a gladiator. And that's probably all you need to know at this point. <laughs> was that was a Dublin, that marathon? Yeah, yeah. That's very cool. That was a uh, romantic weekend away. Oh, that was, uh, that, was, that was so good. I really liked that. And then you had a romantic weekend away with... Uh... Andy for a <laughs> marathon of Paris. <laughs> Keep on doing this. You just do marathons to tempt people away. It's you. you next, John. I'm trying to. Oh, I'm, where Prague's, we'll go. Com- Prague's coming up in 2022. I, I hear that's a lovely uh, long weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so, I'm very excited. Rendezvous in Prague. That sounds good. That or it's Southampton in September. So. <laughs> Those Ooh. are two very, Which very different things. Which one? Yeah. I'll leave Justin for the Southampton one. Thanks, Ben. I'll take Prague. Oh, thanks, John. Um, I suppose you've already had Dublin, haven't you? I'd quite happily go to Southampton. What uh, what beverage have you brought to the podcast, Ben? <clears throat> uh, <laughs> I'm about to ruin all your fun. I've just got water. I've no, got no. nothing else in my house. We respect hydration. Um, I don't. <laughs> John, have you got coffee? I have got coffee. Okay. All right. It's I feel like cold now. <laughs> Well, you can fix that. There's actually, you can get a mug that sits on your desk and it has a coaster and the coaster, like, keeps the cup warm. I feel like that would be good for you. That, that, that reminds me, did you see, um, I'm not sure if you saw it, you might not, you probably won't have seen it, Justin, but John, you might have seen it. You see, uh, Rishi Sunak had um, that £150 mug that, like, stirred his coffee for him and kept it warm. What? Yeah, isn't it? £150? <laughs> Jesus. Why does a coffee need stirring? I don't know. Yeah, constant stirring. Do you think it's going as he's trying to drink it? It's just like spilling all over it. <laughs> that would be horrible. Never thought of that. Setting up too high. <laughs> it's like burning his mouth and just <laughs> spilling everywhere. And he's like, worth it. <laughs> I can't believe that. I feel like there's a brand deal in our future there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Especially in this cold room where my coffee gets cold very quickly. I need a £150 mug. (laughs) (laughs) Need. Yeah, I need that. What have you got to drink, Justin? Uh, Oh, I've got got a pale ale just to mix it up a bit this week. Pale ale from Australia. (laughs) Brewed and bottled at various locations. That's never a good sign for a beer. If your beer is brewed and bottled in various locations, bad sign. (laughs) What's that mean? <laughs> I was going to say. I just feel like there's no quality control there. Like, brewed in one location, put in a bottle in the other location, and then it's moved again where they put the top on it. Uh, I'd be more comfortable with that. It would still be an indication <laughs> of poor quality, but uh, uh, at least all of the beer is made in the one spot. I don't like the idea that, you know, one carton this week made in Sydney, carton next week made in Adelaide. No, thank you. I want to know the source. <laughs> Well, that's why you should drink your dad's beer. Then you know it's come from the shed. Mm. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I mean, Rude and bottled in different rooms of the house. I did I did steal. Mm. I, I, I'm about to move house, actually. I should start, like, siphoning off some of the bottles, ready to keep my own cellar going, rather than just brewing them. Um, maybe this is the time that I step up, become a man, become a real Australian, and brew my own beer. At least I'll know the location <laughs> that it's brewed in. Is that where you know you've made it? I think it's a sort of a coming of age moment, yes. Right right of passage. And you just get that first sip of utter disappointment, and then you really truly understand <laughs> adulthood. What do you think the alternative is in this country? You order Bovril at a football match. Um, I think it's when you go and buy your own pint and you realise how much it is. No, it's when you're the first time you shout around when your father would have normally done the shouting, and you're like, this is not good. I do not like this situation. <laughs> that cost me six hours worth of hard labour. Somebody's like, somebody's like, yeah, uh, I'll have that uh, local, local, local brewery out here. You're like, nah, Carly. 
That's what you get. <laughs> yeah. Anything more than 6%? Nope. Peroni. No. <laughs> Tenor a pint. And then some guy's brought his girlfriend and she'll like, I'll have a double Hendrix. No, you won't. <laughs> I don't even know you. I bet Rishi Sunak also orders Peronis as well. I don't think he drinks, John. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that I have no idea who this person is, but the two things that I do know is that they have a 150-pound coffee cup that stirs and warms. And they probably drink Peroni, and I feel like I have a pretty good understanding of them. He's um, Chancellor of the UK and notorious hater of poor children, so... Right. <laughs> I did know about as much as I needed to, but I've slightly lowered my expectations. He does not drink oatmeal. He, he 100% is an almond milk drinker. That wouldn't shock me, to be fair. No, of course it wouldn't. No consideration for the environment. I want a half-strength... Half strength almond cappuccino. Get out. <laughs> Why is almond milk so bad for the environment? It's a very water intensive um, crop, isn't it? Yeah. Is this why it's also bad to eat lots of quinoa? That's a slightly um, different think... uh, ethical situation. <laughs> That's because, uh, yeah, Peruvian people couldn't afford it anymore. So, mm. they oh. used <laughs> to starve them. I love that today's the day John's decided to put his hand up and ask some questions to the somewhat ridiculous things I do. But we've got Ben on who knows the answer to all of the questions. From what I know, Ben is going to introduce an object of some level of historical significance for us along with three statements of which two will be true, one will be a complete lie, John and I will race to lock in the one we think is a lie. If either of us get it right, we get a point. If neither of us get it right, Ben wins a point for the guest tally, which is currently on zero. John's currently on four. I'm currently on six. Do you have an object, Ben? Uh, I've kind of uh, taken some big creative liberties with the word object here. Uh, and it's my favourite scene. Didn't think about it. If I hadn't thought about it, I would have presumed that you have, yes. <laughs> big F you to the premise of your podcast. Um, <laughs> but, um, I've I, gone for I, the concept of flight. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've chosen um, Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Uh, search that you should see a bunch of um, absolute freaks i want to know at what point when i type this will the correct answer be the top comment nathan's space hot dog second yeah hot dog eating contest under that i didn't have to type much oh my god that oh, i'm seeing basically exactly what you would imagine from a hot dog eating contest so your object <laughs> ben is a contest <laughs> I woke up at like 2am this morning. I was like, oh, the hot dog eating contest isn't an object. All right. Lay awake for like 10 minutes and I was like, I don't care. I thought you were going to say you woke up at 2am and thought, maybe I should look for an object for this stupid podcast I want tomorrow. Because I was going to say, you definitely should have sent a message and said, hey, not recording tomorrow. (laughs) No, I took it. I took the, the search I've done is, um, studious and serious. For sure. Uh, okay, in that case, I've got John. Can I, can I just? What? Go yes, on. yes, John. I'm just, I'm just like fascinated by all these pictures because it all looks very exciting. Um, but what really scares me about everything is that all the contestants like have their hands over their mouths, like they're keeping it down. And it, <laughs> looks, it looks terrifying. <laughs> like they would remove their hand and hot dogs would just fly out. <laughs> <laughs> Fall out. Especially the guy who's in like every picture, who I'm assuming is like. Oh, we're going to learn about him. Don't you worry, John. Oh, oh, please, can we? I don't know what I would like his name to be. Nathan, ideally. Um, oh, that's better. I was trying to think of a hot dog joke. I'll move a motion here, John, that we <laughs> exempt anything Ben does from the object rules, but we reinstate the object rules for our future episodes where we bring the <laughs> objects, because I need to keep you in line. Yeah, that's fine. I'm happy to second Victory. that. Victory. <laughs> this is just what i wanted if you could think of a more ben object you couldn't you you honestly could not well i was i was sat there and i was like oh maybe i should do something like you know with like 
some things that I can think of that has like personal significance to like myself and Justin or oh, John yeah. and jo- John and Justin. And I was like, Guinness. I was like, I'm too stupid. I can't think of anything. Um, the, the FA was... Cup Portsmouth <laughs> in 2008. <laughs> did they win it? They did. Wow. Up the blues. Um, um, but I... yeah, like, I just couldn't think of anything. Um, it was the year that Barnsley got to the semi-finals. Heartbreak. They were, they were, they were really milking that on the BBC the other day, weren't they, John? Oh, what a game. Every second of it. <laughs> you are only one girl got one goal worse than Chelsea. How does that feel? It's better than the, earlier in the season where we lost like five 0 to them. <laughs> <laughs> and Kai Havertz got a hat trick and celebrated it ridiculously. Did he really? Yeah. We need to play Barnsley. against Barnsley more often. Uh, not after the other day's performance because it was. Yeah, I think pretty, Barnsley pretty will win the next times. one. By the looks of things. Oh, you think it's like a trend? We're trending downwards. 2-1 yeah, we'll win the next one, one deal, then one after that, five now. Mm. We'll have to wait this until next year, because we're not in the same league, and you're out of the cup. Um, ben, I can't <laughs> tell if I think this is in Miami or Las Vegas, but I think it's in one of those two. Well, should, I'm gonna say it's do you want Chicago. me to, do you, do, you want, do you want to learn a little bit about the hot dog right, yeah, Maybe we should follow the format of this very serious show, and you should give us a bit of an overview. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Nathan's hot dog eating contest is a sort of a yearly competition, uh, it's a competitive eating contest and it's administered and overseen by, uh, Major League Eating or MLE and, uh, it's held in Brooklyn, um, oh, every Independence Day. I mean, that does feel um, like a Brooklyn thing now that you've said that. <laughs> what, a, what a way to celebrate your country. <laughs> I was just about to say, can we just stop for a minute and just say America? And then we'll try to yeah. move on with the rest of the episode without focusing too much on America. Happy birthday, America. Now eat some hot dogs. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, the the event is essentially um, you have normally about 20 people on this uh, raised stage. And um, as of 2008, um, you have 10 minutes to eat as many hot dogs as you possibly can. Um Previously, it's been 12 minutes and uh, three and a half minutes, um, which might explain, you know, some of the later stuff we talk about. Um, What else? So there's separate men and women's winners. Um, Previous winners include Joey Jaws Chestnut is the guy who you can see in basically all the photos. Joey Jaws Chestnut. Yeah, that's like his like his like uh, like ring name sort of thing. Joey Chestnut. Oh, this is not alright. This is not well. Um, but yeah, Joey Jaws Chestnut. I think you'll like this one, John. Uh, Matthew Megatoad Stony. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Miki Sudo. Um, Miki Sudo. Yeah, and uh, so she's. Um, so there's pre. There's a. Sorry, there's um, individual, a man, and like a winner's. A woman's winner. Um, yeah. Um, what else? The 2020 event, sadly, was held with no spectators for uh, oh, obvious they, reasons. They did it anyway, yeah, thank without God. spectators. Thank God it was held. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah they know, did it like the... Um... Did 20 people sitting around eating as many hot dogs as they could in 10 minutes not seem too ridiculous to go to go ahead with when there were no crowd there to cheer? Surely. Come on. I, yeah, I feel, I feel like the novelty, like the crowd, like go for the novelty of it and all this stuff. I can't imagine many people like live streaming the hot dog eating contest. <laughs> They've all got like, like their girlfriends and wives are all there, just like, what are we doing? <laughs> this was fine. Um, I could get drunk at the back. Yeah, it's just like no, it's like the NBA bubble, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, or like, yeah, they just sort of like put them all together for two weeks. Put them in a box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quarantine the hot dogs for two weeks. <laughs> Trying not to give um, too many of your hot dog eating techniques away in that two weeks. Imagine turning up yeah. to a hospital full of COVID patients, being like, I need to see a doctor, I've eaten too many hot dogs. <laughs> I overate. I was taking part in the behind closed doors Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Then <laughs> is there qualifying to get on the stage or is it like... Yeah. So, so there is, yeah. So there's regional. So, uh, from my research, I think I could tell that the so the pre the last year's previous winners um, get entered automatically. <coughs> so last year, um, Joey Chestnut and Miki Sudo won the respective men and women's titles. 
So they were entered immediately. And then there's regional qualifiers. So, like, I don't really know how those work. It's got to be a whole state. Surely they're not having more than state level. (laughs) I don't know. It's um, pretty big. Um, So, like, um, yeah, you have to qualify for it. Um, Occasionally, um, Major League Eating will invite a, um, like, special guest. Um, But that hasn't happened for a few years. Um, because they invited a former NFL player who I can't remember the name of right now, and uh, he only ate four hot dogs. <laughs> so the new, the new goal of this podcast should be big enough so that we get invited to the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. I'll just say and I don't I... want to go anywhere near. <laughs> I do. I want to eat hot dogs. You want a crowd? <laughs> you want to try and eat as many hot dogs as you can in ten minutes. No, I'll just take it. I'll I'll enjoy my hot dogs. Oh, I I'll see. Just, you want to forego the competition? This is interesting. Do you think the hot dogs that the spectators eat at the thing are, on average, as good, better, or worse than any other event held in Brooklyn? Oh, I bet they're good. I feel like they have to be good. Hot dogs don't are they? terrible, aren't they? Yeah, and it's like Nathan's hot dogs as well. So they're going to be putting their best hot dogs on shirts. That was my next question. Is Nathan's a brand of slaughtered animal logs? Logs. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that's the impression I got. Yeah, um, yeah, it says Nathan's Farms, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, the place where yeah. they keep the animals yet to be slaughtered. Got it. Got it. I wonder how uh, many contestants also... put mustard oh, sorry, on their hot dogs, <laughs> or uh, how we'll much that to... would increase the difficulty. We'll get to that in a minute. So there's also Ooh. I forgot to mention wild card entries, but I don't really know how. Like, I, I'm always a little confused by like wild card entries in normal sports. So like, uh, I don't think I would ever understand like major league eatings. Uh, criteria for a wild card. I reckon it's fifty percent Instagram following, twenty five percent chance how likely they do something stupid enough to increase the news circulation, and then just <laughs> how funny do they look? Twenty five percent they just get an intern to do it. What is their what is their nickname? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody who can go up with the best like uh, eating themed nickname. They just send, um, out, send out a call for Smith. like video auditions. Let's see you do it. <laughs> um so john to answer your question though uh condiments are allowed but rarely used yeah Um, you would not want to add to this situation (laughs) my eyes would be watering as he's trying to eat the next one oh please (laughs) it burns Um, (laughs) so um it gets some pretty decent ratings on um espn it's a pretty uh popular it's one of the. It's one of the. Uh, the reason I chose this one as well is that it's like the most famous like competitive eating contest on the planet. Um, but it gets pretty decent re- ratings on um, ESPN. Um, they've renewed it. They've renewed the TV rights until twenty twenty four at this point. So wow, um, it's in a pretty good place by the looks of things. All I'm thinking about is the like the parallels to the film Dodgeball. Like <laughs> I feel like there's just <laughs> probably some good crossovers. What I want is for a vegan to enter but demand that they get to eat vegan hot dogs and then for the other nine to submit formal protests that the vegan ones are easier to eat and healthier. <laughs> so it's not fair that that person isn't undergoing the same level of duress, hardship, struggle for the Nathan's Hot Dog <laughs> Eating Championship. harder to eat. Harder? Yeah. You reckon? I think a vegan hot dog might be a bit more like dense. How many vegan hot dogs you had, John? Quite a few, actually, just, and I do a second podcast where I review <laughs> vegan hot dogs. <laughs> oh, touche, love it. Deceptively vegan. <laughs> I can't believe it's not hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, any more backstory? Um, so, uh... In their coverage, ESPN and the judges and uh, referees and that will um, refer to uh, hot. Oops, sorry. Oops. Dogs going on. Uh, they'll refer to. I might just wait for them to finish barking. To be honest with you, I'm pretty happy with they that. Normally, it's an ambulance outside John's flat, but dog barking they know sounds we talk good. About hot dogs. Uh, so they'd normally refer to um, hot dogs and. Uh, and buns, so however many we eat, as HDBs, uh, which I think is quite funny. Um, yellow cards can be issued for messy eating, and uh, red cards, which is a, a immediate dismissal from the, from the stage, vomit, uh, for 
um, you, you, I guess you could probably try, you might be able to guess this, What? but for the red cards are issued for reversal of fortune. Yep. Oh. Do you want to guess what that is? <laughs> yep. Or, we all know. <laughs> we all know. Or what has uh, also been termed the Roman method. Oh, yeah, 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 nice. Um, what if everyone's ever been dismissed for violent conduct? Hitting <laughs> someone else with a hot dog? Yeah, throwing hot dogs across the room. I think it's very hard to get the focus away from eating the hot dogs. Like, you need two people to kind of be looking at each other before they get real angry. Unless the person next to you is, like, throwing their elbows out or something. Yeah. yeah. One, of, one of these pictures also kind of, where they're all lining up, kind of resembles The Last Supper with Joey Chestnut as Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> which was it which was that i think it's like the fourth picture where they're all like it's a big long table with all of them behind it i think he's, like, looking, the... he's looking up to the sky <laughs> this is the first episode where someone genuinely does not need to do the search for any extra detail i feel like whatever someone's imagining right now is exactly what is on this screen <laughs> yeah but they absolutely should because Oh, fantastic. You, you need to. Okay, um, I'll just race through these last few points. So, uh, the winner of the men's competition receives a mustard yellow belt, which apparently is worth a fortune, um, but I couldn't find out how much, and they receive $10,000. And uh, the winner of the women's event wins um, a pink belt and also $10,000. Oh, there we go. Gender equality. Yeah, you can, I think there's a couple of pictures where you can see um, the winners with their belts. Um, they look kind of like those like WWE world champion belts. She should get. They should get a ketchup belt. What Maybe you're right, John. Right, right in. Yeah. Have you ever seen a hot dog in a film? Dear Charms, how dare you? <laughs> um, do the men usually eat more than the women? Is that why it's separated? Um, we'll get into that, but yeah, generally, um, just bigger stomachs. That isn't is it? the that is the case. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah, and I think just I'm just fascinated by um, competitive eating. Like it is just like it's pushing... so popular as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's just pushing the human body to limits that just aren't necessary or appropriate. I can't comprehend. I can't comprehend either. So actually, John, this will make it even more difficult to comprehend. So normal stomachs um, normally can consume about a liter of food before something called the nausea reflex. Uh, kicks in and it basically the body tells you to stop eating um competitive eaters train their bodies up to four liters of food oh my god before the nausea reflex kicks in i'm thinking about cyclists when they get like really low resting heart rates and it's like something stupid this is like because they have massive hearts this is the same just <laughs> a different sport massive stomachs oh so yeah god. That's the, that's the sort of um, background info without going into sort of like the statements I've prepared. Do you guys have any uh, sort of other questions? Is the amount just of hot dogs just eaten to win uh, covered in the statements? Uh, so there's not like a there's not like an objective number. There's not like a number you need to reach. Um, no, but, but like yeah, the, we'll get the number we're talking about will that ruin a statement yeah. if you tell me what that number is? Uh, no. So I mean, the record at the moment is um, where is it? The record at the moment for uh, HBD, uh, not HBD, sorry, HDB, HDB. Hot Dogs and Buns, yep. Eaton, is uh, 75. In 10 minutes? Oh my god. In 10 minutes. It's too, <laughs> too many hot dogs. Folks, if you're wondering, <laughs> that is more hot dogs than you should have in 10 minutes. John, have you tried this? Are you definitely sure that you are not a contender? <laughs> I'm like 100% sure I am. Okay, gotcha. Like, Just checking. Because if this you is, did win, you oh. could just talk about the podcast in your speech. <laughs> yeah, but that would also suggest that 76. Maybe I'll start training. That'd be a good lockdown-like activity. I feel yeah. like Train my stomach to, if we uh... could have a competition started by someone else to drink as many pints of boom juice in 10 minutes, Ben would be right up there. <laughs> oh, I, haven't made, I haven't made that for a long time. A long time. Which the doctors are happy about. <laughs> <laughs> That's the that's the indication of growing up, really, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, you just stop putting whatever alcohol you can find laying about into a mixing bowl. <laughs> <laughs> a genuine mixing bowl, too. Not like, not like just a container. An, a, an actual mixing bowl. 
Ben would get a yellow card in the Nathan's hot dog eating contest for washing them down with boom juice. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, that's a good point. I'm not really sure what the rules are about um, drinking. Um, I bet you're allowed water because don't they like dip buns in the yeah in yeah. water? They seem to have big cups of water in front of them. Um, so yeah, I guess that there's. And I mean, yeah, it'd probably be kind of awkward if like one of them started choking or something like that. That's so. the most disgusting part. Like, it's hard to like look at wet bread. <laughs> to, then, like, to then put it in your mouth, it's just like. Oh. Imagine the tribute montage they'd play on the big screen the next year if someone died mid competition. Oh, yeah. Joey Jaws chestnut in memoriam. <laughs> Black and white pictures of him like. Nineteen seventy two to twenty twenty one. Always remembered. <laughs> Yeah. Um, My other question was: so yeah. Is there standardized oh, yeah. standardization of the bread and bun, or do you just kind of get what you get? Like, are they weighing uh, them I'd... to make sure? I, I I assume that there is a um, a range. There is like a a, a regulation hot dog yeah. and bun because it feels uh, like it, we're I'm, at that level. I'm going to assume they're all pretty. They're going to be pretty like mass produced anyway. <laughs> so all pretty. What's they're, the word they're basically for? 3D printed at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another thing is I this, find in... Sorry, I really John. want hot dogs now. So <laughs> I'm concerned Maybe not if this experience has made you want a hot dog. Well, I'm just looking at pictures of hot dogs. I'm not going to 75 of them. I could go for 76 hot dogs right now. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing in this that's making me hungry, just for the record. Well, I think you're the weirdo. <laughs> that was well established Another thing coming in I find intriguing about all of these photos is that like you don't look at these people and think like oh there's what you'd think a competitive eater would look like like no they're, they're all normal looking pretty normal looking people and they well, vary a lot athletes, there's a lot of range in size here mm. I think maybe it's just because like I think you it, like I don't even know what I'm trying to say they must just like put so much effort into training their body to do this one specific thing that it's like they are just probably going to look quite normal. <laughs> what? I don't know what I'm saying there. <laughs> the excessive eating keeps them looking normal. It's like they've got too much time to eat and not exercise so they don't get too skinny. And they probably starve themselves at times to sort of get a calorie window up. But they eat too mm. much to be in good shape. I can't really see where you're coming from, but I mean, obviously there's a point in it because you are right. They do look normal. <laughs> Big stomachs though. Four litre worth of stomach. Four times <laughs> as much, yes. Um, Alright, I feel like I'm ready for statement one. Cool. Uh, so, I've actually, as a as a trainee teacher, I decided that it was inappropriate that you had a podcast where you told people lies. So, um, I've just prepared <laughs> three, I've just prepared three truths today. <laughs> We're just doing a history lesson. <laughs> Jokes. Uh... <laughs> I feel like we'd still manage we... to, I don't know, we could... That would, uh, we'd still play the game and then you just reveal it at the end we just have a really anticlimactic end to a podcast about an eating competition <laughs> none of them were lies <laughs> I look forward to the one person who found this podcast last week because John's sister talked about uh, a really interesting museum gallery and they're like oh this podcast is actually about history <laughs> <laughs> oh this is next week oh. yeah Hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> this one's this one's got mass appeal. I feel like this is going to go big. Um, so yeah, so statement number one. Um, the competition was started in 1916 by four Irish immigrants uh, over who was the most patriotic. Uh, statement <laughs> number two. The late 1990s and early 2000s saw a period of dominance by uh, Japanese competitive eaters. And uh, statement number three. Uh, in 2020, both male and female winners, Joey Chestnut and Miki Sudo, broke world records for hot dog buns eaten uh, with 75 and 48.5, uh, 48 and a half hot dogs, respectively. Wow. So, that was, um, got... that was a rapid onslaught of <laughs> well-structured statements, all of which both <laughs> should be false, and at least two of them are true. So you've got started by Irish immigrants to see as most patriotic. Yep. A uh, period where the competition was dominated by Japanese eaters. Yep. And me, what's she called? Miko Sudo. What was it? Mi Miki, Miki Sudo and Miki Joey Sudo Chestnut. Chestnut broke broke the record. Yeah, both both broke world records for hot dogs consumed. Good statements. 
I love the way John says that so seriously as he sits back and starts to contemplate. (laughs) (laughs) Which is the lie. He's like, nice move, Finn. (laughs) I really like this. Ben, you diabolical. I really like this object. I love that my themed hashtag for the week was go Finn or go home because it could not be more apt. (laughs) I don't even... Do you have somewhere you want to start? I, I don't even know. Yeah. Wait, uh, yeah. Statement one. Right, okay. Um, From the top. My main question is, uh, how does eating hot dogs relate to most patriotic? <laughs> That's good, because that was really also my qu- first question. That is a good question, because I couldn't really figure it out, because there's a bit, <laughs> of, a con- there's a bit of a contradiction in this um, story later on. So I, I assume that uh, the, 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 the four Irish immigrants who started it um, thought of the hot dog as like... America's food, but um, the the winner of that year's competition in 1916, Jim Mullen, um, he never well first of all he never competed in the competition again after 1916. Um, Didn't have to, did he? But already won it, mate. He encouraged. <laughs> yeah, he's like <laughs> I'm a world champion. Don't need to hear about it anymore. Uh, but he encouraged protesting the competition from 1941 to 1945. To protest Germany and the war in Europe, because of uh, the hot dogs' cultural uh, cultural links with um, Germany and Austria, so oh he kind of um, sort of changed his tune a little bit about patriotism. Has it has it always been run by Nathan's? No, so that was it was that was it was picked up by so. It was the, the Nathans attached themselves to it, and uh, in 1972, so that yeah. was the first year that Nathans picked it up. Um, but it had run um, every year, but I suppose you might call it unofficially because there wasn't like a sponsor or um, there wasn't like qualifiers for it like there are now. Um, <laughs> Just turn up on the day and <laughs> yeah, sign so, it at the um, desk. Yeah, pretty much. That was it until 1972. And then uh, they brought in slightly more uh, stringent um, regulations. And then those changed again in um, 2007. We'll talk about that a bit more with uh, Statement 2. But when um, MLE started, Major League Eating started uh, administering the competition, they um, sort of introduced more rules as well. I just want to say the richness of history in this object is astounding. Do you have Do you have any information how much MLE does? They do. So, from what I could find, um, they do quite like. So, another one of their big ones is an ice cream eating competition, um, <laughs> and I can't remember what that's called right now. Let me have a look. I feel like there's MLE a burger one. Ice cream eating contest like that's another like this is one another one of their um yeah here we go major league eating the world's ice cream eating championship at the indiana state fair so that's like their other like money maker sort of thing you would Um, have to just be genetically mutated to not get ice cream headaches (laughs) oh yeah yeah i mean it's just that's a requirement of entry no one else is doing that that's something i hadn't really thought about because you're going beyond your your stomach at that point as well Yep. You're right. Yep. Um, that's a mental. That's a mental uh, strength. <laughs> Whatever the, the amount wall. of ice cream is, I reckon I could eat it, but I could not tolerate the headache. I'd, I'd just say I don't eat ice cream, obviously, but yeah. So there's no burger one that's as big as hot dog and ice cream. I think those. So there, there probably is a burger one, but like it's, their it's hot their dog, time. Their, their, like you know, that's like the um, Carabao Cup yeah, or like yeah, the Johnston yeah. Paints Trophy of. Yep. Uh, The big guys don't even bother turning up to that one. They're focusing on Brooklyn, on Independence Day. (laughs) Brooklyn, Indiana. (laughs) I reckon uh, the ice cream ones like the uh, pointless preseason ones, where the big guys still turn up because there's nothing else to do, but they're still thinking about Brooklyn. (laughs) It's the warm-up event. There's a niche English football reference. Uh, I guess global football <laughs> reference, but for Australians, they're like, what is he talking I about? We've already managed to get a few niche football references in there. So. <laughs> what we haven't mentioned um, is how I won every single fantasy league that we ever played together. 
How? I don't know. It's because after a February where I'd have an absolute disaster class, I'd just never log back in until April. <laughs> With three games left in the season, and I'd be like, oh, time to sort my team out. Oh, turns out I did I have Sergio Aguero. I started one this year, and I think I got five weeks in and have never logged in again. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've got some... I'm pretty sure I've got several injured players and ones who have fallen out of favour for their poor performances. I bet there's one guy who's doing really well, though, and you're like, oh, well, that'll keep me coming back next year. <laughs> Remember that one. <laughs> the Callum Wilson of 2015. So, yeah. Um, okay, so we got a long um, way off Irish immigrants there. So the guy who won yeah. it... Ended up protesting it. Um, do you think a bunch of Irish people came to watch this contest? Or was the first one just literally four guys sitting down at a table? Or maybe in a bar eating hot dogs? Um, I mean, I think, uh, again, from what I could tell from like the um, articles I was reading about the sort of like birth of the event, is that it was very popular with... Um, minority communities up until about the 70s when it started to gain a bit more um media attention okay um at which point it began to sort of um attract the uh the, the you know the the trailblazers of competitive eating yeah um they started taking it seriously yeah um but yeah it was very popular with sort of new york's um minority communities immigrant communities for quite a long time um but yeah the guy who um the guy who won it in 1916 um he as i said he never competed in it again he sounds like a bit of a um without you know wanting to be too disrespectful of a dead bloke but um, he sounds like a bit of a wet blanket um <laughs> so like uh again like he uh, he he um requested people protest it in 1971 um over the sort of vague complaint of the disintegration of american culture whatever that means um okay. and uh bemoaned its move towards uh sort of the mainstream and uh you know actual like money making in the 80s and 90s maybe the um, maybe the title of like most patriotic just went to his head a bit and he was, like, <laughs> <laughs> he nothing, was the arbiter nothing, of what is america the divine authority can change about this country <laughs> how old was he then when he won it he was he was when he when he competed yeah. Uh, ooh. Um, He's alive in 1971 and competing in 1916. Quick maths. Well, he died in 95. He was 98 when he died. Uh, what? He was, he was really <laughs> old. <laughs> um, so he would have been, what, in his... 18, 19? I think 1995 is, 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 is a point where America went downhill as well. So, really, it's... Uh... <laughs> War... No, not Watergate. Um... <laughs> Getting blowies in the uh, Oval Office. <laughs> I would argue that's the peak of American culture. <laughs> I can't wait to see if Justin keeps that in. <laughs> I'm happy for everyone else to be sort of mildly borderline not okay, but not myself. <laughs> um, just one, a few more things. Um, so the first competition was judged by... Um, Famous, well, they said famous, but I've never heard of this bloke in my life, but judged by famous actor Eddie Cantor, oh, yeah. who starred in Ali Baba Goes to Town, I'm sure that was super racist, and yep. Roman Scandals, I'm sure that was super sexist. Um, and so he was one of the judges. The other judge was famous singer and actress Sophie Tucker. Um, there was no official prize in 1916 other than a sense of patriotism, I guess. <laughs> And some um, people held on to What do you mean judged? Do they not just count the hot dogs? I, I mean, I, I assume they, they, they were the guys who counted it when they say judged. Right. Um, I wonder if they were like the ones who also did like, like, I mean, they probably wouldn't have called it a red card then, but like administered ejections and stuff like that. Just oversaw uh, the general behaviour. Yeah. I'm concerned that they got yeah. in an actor and a singer to do the counting, but okay. <laughs> And um, yeah, belts began were, were started to be awarded from 1972 onwards. So that's when we see these uh, wrestling esque belts. Okay. So uh, Nathan's big contribution was the bringing of the belts. Yeah, yeah. You know what this competition's lacking? A ridiculously oversized belt. <laughs> they took one look at it. <laughs> they were like, "Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of weirdos there, but it's lacking something." Belts, that's it. 
<laughs> do you think we've missed anything that is uh, tangibly and directly relevant to the truthfulness of statement one, Ben? Um, I don't know. I think, I mean, if there's any other questions that sort of come out of the other two statements, we can uh, return we to can circle back. statement one. But I feel like we've um, sort of hit the hit the major points. Okay. You think there's enough there? I think so, yeah. Uh, statement two then, so I'll just remind you, it was the uh, late 1990s and the early 2000s saw a period of uh, dominance by Japanese competitive eaters. Uh, so this included names such as uh, apologies to uh, anyone <laughs> from Japan who might listen really, to this, or specifically the everyone really, but specifically Japanese people, people of Japanese descent. I'm about to butcher some names, uh, but uh, Takira Kobayashi, who won six consecutive titles uh, from 2001 to 2006, and this this guy was a truly influential competitive eater. Yeah, I feel like I've heard about this guy. Yeah, uh, he, he, this is like the sea change in competi the competitive eating scene. So uh, the previous record was 25 and a half hot dogs. Uh, he ate 50 in 2001. Uh, I, feel like, I feel like technique, I feel was like... he biologically blessed? Uh, I, I think this is the thing that they were saying, like, this is when you started seeing people really train up. You saw, like, sports scientists start to get involved. Oh, uh, this is the amateur oh to God. professional kind of Yeah, and... I mean, I feel kind of sorry for this uh, Kobayashi bloke because he won his last title in 2006. And I don't know, maybe you're not doing it for money. But in 2007, they introduced the cash prize. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you could have won 50,000. That's when you yeah. want like a grassroots campaign for Nathan's to just chuck 2,500 his way in respect. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I, <laughs> I think I have like a memory of watching news round and then talking about Kobayashi <laughs> breaking the record and also um, I think that he was the one who started dipping it in water and that's why he kept getting like yeah so much better um so yeah other other sort of jap you know sort of uh notable Japanese competitive eaters were uh Hirofumi Nakaji Nakajima uh, who won titles in 97 and 98 um, and this is something that they don't really do anymore. I wonder if it's like, you know, the growth of the competitive eating scene and like, you know, uh, globalization and stuff like that. But he did a one-on-one -on -one challenge with the then American title holder, Ed Krejci, in 1996, which he won. But it was only a special event. And as far as I can tell, they really haven't done it a great deal since. Uh, so... That's what you want to see, though. Two fierce competitors at the pit. <laughs> Two giants of the game. Um, Nadal and versus then... Federer. But... <laughs> Do you think the Japanese competitors had been competing in eating competitions in Japan and they all just got on to this realisation that America had them too, but they were all terrible at it? And they just sort of... That's the impression I get, yeah. yeah. They just fell into America and won because they were already, you know, decades ahead. Yeah. Um, and then in 2000, uh, Kazutoya Arai won it in 2000. And the thing I like about this guy is that he was just a 32-year-old mattress salesman. Um, he really seems to have done nothing else in the competitive eating scene before or since. And um, yeah. Is Joey Chestnut, like, is, is his job a competitive eater? Yeah, as far as I could tell, like, he just goes around the world just competing in, like, paid competitive eating, uh... No, 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 challenges no. but like he's got like uh like like peptabismal pe pepto like sponsorship uh he's a hundred percent an astroturf salesman <laughs> it just does it like only in springtime when people are installing astroturf wearing like the little when polo they're... with the orange sleeves just like strutting around town and he's a nissan micra <laughs> and then he just jumps on a plane and he's a big deal when when the when mle is out of out of season yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just before the big, just before the big Indiana State Fair in August or something. His kid's like a decent, um, you know, junior football player, but everyone's just always talking about his dad, the hot dog eater, <laughs> and this kid just feels like he just gets no recognition for his football ability. Um, yeah. Um, last thing I guess to say about these uh, sort of um, Japanese eaters is that um, Kobe actually seems like a bit of a character. This guy who won six consecutive titles at the start of the two thousands. Um, and you know, I've, I've got to respect this. So he hasn't competed in a uh, Nathan's hot dog eating contest 
since 2009 as he refuses to sign an exclusive contract with Major League Eating, um, which I kind of respect. I can't. I couldn't figure out why necessarily. I think he doesn't want to be like held down to like one uh, administ administrative body uh, for competitive eating. But um, yeah, since then he's sort of like started his like this uh, sort of anti Nathan's hot dog eating contest event uh, that sort of like goes on concurrently uh, at the same t at the same time as uh, the actual it's on channel four hundred ninety two. Yeah, um, I respect he's, it. Um, I respect it. Yeah, I, I feel kind of sorry for him as well. He had his um, image removed from the MLE's Wall of Fame in two thousand and eleven because oh. of his uh, sort of middle oh. finger to the to the organization. Um, politics of I feel like this really undermines the legitimacy of MLE. Like, if you have to have <laughs> exclusive contracts, you have to do what they say. If you don't do what they say, you'll be erased from history. I'm not sure this is a legitimate world championship. <laughs> you know i was going to say do you, you should uh start a uh competitor justin but um i think this this doesn't seem like an organization you want to mess around with oh. we at deceptively clever recognize kobayashi's <laughs> competition and contribution to the world of competitive eating we can't afford to get banned from all of america because we'd lose it like six listeners at least <laughs> <laughs> big big competitive eating will have you for breakfast yeah we, we get a huge spike in listenership in Japan, Germany, France, <laughs> Saudi Arabia, but we just really lose that American audience. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's, if you guys got any questions about uh, these, uh, well, oh, sorry, the last thing I would say as well is that um, the, uh, Kobayashi's sort of era of dominance was really uh, derailed by um, everyone's favourite competitive eater, Joey Chestnut. Jerry uh, in 2007 um yeah and so sort of like it just sort of indicates like you know something that americans love doing is eating loads and dunking on foreigners so is joey chestnut now the most patriotic that's a good question uh i wonder if he um sort of takes a knee when they play the play the national anthem at the start of the contest trump will be tweeting about it <laughs> Or not. Or no, won't. <laughs> it's the case, maybe. <laughs> Donald, Donald Trump Jr. I've had enough, he, of, he I've had enough of these lefty competitive eaters. Stand for the national anthem. <laughs> Stand for the hot dogs. <laughs> so, to clarify, what was the thing that happened in 2007 that ended the dominance? The, that Joey Chestnut really sort of uh, came into his own as a okay, competitive It was just eater. that there was someone better. They so he dominated. They didn't read the game. Uh, so I think we can sort of talk about Joey Chestnut a bit in the, uh, next one, but I'll just, we'll just go into that one now. Uh, so Joey Chestnut in 2020, his, uh, that was his 13th Nathan, Nathan's hot dog eating contest title. So he's one, th that's his 13th in 2020. Oh my God. Um, so. I wonder how many hot dogs it is collectively. That's a good question. That's a really good question. Should have figured that out for you. That would have been quite a fun little fact. Um, but It'd be close to a thousand, isn't it? Yeah, over more than more than a hundred, at least. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so he, from two thousand and fourteen onwards, uh, how? Do, what the? I can't read my own writing. That's terrible. Oh, we're in a, um, a paper and pen situation. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, nice. This was Chestnut's 13th title. Uh, so Chestnut won eight in a row. Oh okay, yeah. From eight so he won eight titles in a row from 2007 to 2015. Only being stopped by Matt Megatoad Stoney in 2015 <laughs> before he went on to win the next five from 2016 to 2020. My god. Uh yeah, so he's a bit of a he's he is a genuine giant of uh, competitive eating. Um, just to remind you both of the statement, the third statement. It was in twenty twenty. Both male and female winners, Joey Chestnut and Miki Sudo, broke world records for hot dogs and buns eaten. So Joey Chestnut ate seventy five, and Miki Sudo ate forty eight and a half. 
2020 was Miki Sudo's seventh title as well. So she's like, she's she like the game. She is the she is that bitch in competitive eating. <laughs> uh, she's like she's what, seven in a row. Seven in a row. So 2013, she won our first, and just nobody's been able to dethrone her. She's a she's a queen. I mean, it says a lot to win all them and then win the one without a crowd as well. So that that that, that would have been a um, real mental challenge for mm. the pair of them. Yeah, might help isolation. Allow you, <laughs> allow you to just focus on your hot dog. Get in the zone. Yeah. Well, that was definitely a, a joke in there that no one needed to go for. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna say statement three is the lie. Locking it in, Ben. Oh, locking it in, John. I am locking it in. Okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've gone for the for the quickest one yet. So I didn't want that statement anyway. Now I've got some time to think. Um, oh, I thought one and two were just too good. Uh, well done, Ben. I originally I was very dubious about the point five mention, but then it was dropped into the one of the other statements, um, statement number two. So I'm like, okay, maybe we do measure in halves. I'm just saying, if that is the case, I'm not okay. You either finish a hot dog or you don't. I'm not counting a half it'd be hot a good dog. T- it could be a tiebreaker, though. I suppose no. if you eat the bun and not the thing. No, 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 no. Where, uh, where are they measuring half from? I hope there was a, that was a slip-up and it's just not a thing. I don't even want to go to bed conceiving of the idea that you can count half a hot dog in a hot dog eating competition. <laughs> um, when was the women's... Uh, sorry, when, yeah, when was the women's competition created? So women have been always been able to compete, uh, but they decided that um, there should be a separate women's title because, as sort of like we've discussed, like men were just dominating it. Uh, so in two thousand and eleven, uh, the women's title was introduced. Uh, Did the woman who has won seven in a row compete in eleven and twelve? She didn't. Oh, um, she's undefeated. I can't. I can't remember the name of the lady who did win the first two titles. Um, it's not really relevant. I just realised I'm asking questions about a statement. John's already locked in. Um, <laughs> unless there's anything uh, entertaining in this statement, we can leave it alone and circle back to the other two. Ben just goes, the funniest thing is, it is true. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it would actually have no... Technically, it would have no bearing on me. I've still got to make a decision between the other two. Um, do we have speculation of racism regarding the... Japanese dominance? Like, were Americans upset to be losing their competition? Um, I mean, I think I think it's just white people get upset about these sort of things, don't they? Uh, so probably, but, you know, there wasn't, like, some sort of think piece on Fox, Fox News saying that uh, we've <laughs> America has lost the culture war because we can't eat more hot dogs than a Japanese bloke. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> I think, so just... Kind of like when you measure radiation, just background level racism, but no more than background level ra- um, radiation. Yeah, more like, like you know, yeah, yeah, just yeah. sort of intolerance, I suppose, yeah. Okay, let's go back to these Irish guys. So, was this held in Brooklyn? Yeah, so it's always been, uh, actually, no, that's not true. It's all, so the first one was held on Coney Island. I actually don't know much about New York geography. I don't even know if that's in Brooklyn. And last year's i don't think was held in brooklyn because they couldn't get an indoor facility for it yeah um but other than that uh basically every year it's been held in brooklyn i yeah. think last year in new york state was not the place to be holding an eating <laughs> competition there were a lot of other states that were much indoors or idea. outdoors yeah <sighs> so based on what you've said this guy had to be 19 when he won it and I feel like 19 is exactly the age to win a hot dog competition. Like, your body's matured, <laughs> but your brain hasn't at the perfect level of intersection where you think this is a good idea. And every year after that, it seems like a less good idea to enter a hot dog eating competition. <laughs> Do we have any backstory on the three other guys that entered? No, they're kind of... Um, Lost they've been uh, consigned to the dustbin of history, yeah. Um, <laughs> I could tell you more about... Well, not really, because we know that Jim Mullen's a bit of a wet blanket. What I can tell you is that he, in the first... This seems a bit pathetic now, but in the first contest, he uh, ate 12 hot dogs, and that's how he won. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, honestly, I reckon the hot dogs were bigger and harder to eat then. I think we've mm. optimised mm. hot dogs for quick eating. There's a lot of lot of newspaper in it. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's a weird number for you to pick if you were trying to pass this off as a lie. I feel like it would have been safer to go up. But then I guess you've got where the guy comes in and smashes the record from 25 to 50, if I've written that. Was that right in statement two? The guy came in and so, doubled the record? You, in 2000, the record was 25 and a half hot dogs. Yeah, so I feel like you've and only... In 2001... You've only, Kobayashi, 8.50. The record's only doubled from day one to... Oh, just in the year 2000. Um, yeah. Oh, so that's a good... That's a good yeah, number. Imagine, that does not support like, true or false. What, imagine just like a spontaneous, like, we're going to have a hot dog eating competition. This is just like four blokes who aren't trained competitors. 12 hot dogs is still really impressive. Like, I couldn't eat 12. John, we don't need to hear from you anymore. You've locked in. <laughs> I'll just uh, hang up the call, yeah. Yeah, you can come back. And <laughs> call, me back when, call me back when you need me. At this point, John, are you feeling good about your selection? Oh uh, yeah, you, I am. You've raced I've, out. I've you got... really wanted to lock in first. You've gone big, <laughs> and now you've had a chance to think about whether you made a good decision, and you're happy. I like statement one, and I have a. I feel like I watched Kobayashi eating hot dogs on news round. That's a <laughs> That's big bluff. My, uh... If you're trying to make me pick one, that is a huge bluff. I respect it from a person we know is not good at playing poker. Um, I'm better now <laughs> I like that you feel good about three Because if you're correct It means there's nothing I need to stress about I'm picking between two true statements um, Yeah, the stress is there No, I'm going to pick one I'm just thinking about Is there like is there a more thorough way to go about picking one Or do I just pick one I feel pretty comfortable with the level information I feel good about John being good about three What I would really like Is for guests to get on the board Oh, I'd just be so That'd happy be nice, if it was it? two. But my my quest is becoming to have the guests catch up to John. I'm going to lock in statement number one. I'm going to feel good about anything that happens here today. Ben, so, you, you can feel free to reveal however you like. So, uh, so you, so John, you think? Uh, sorry, so Justin, you think one is the lie, and John, you think three is the lie. I'm selecting I one. I don't think anything. Um, What's your, let me let, let me ask what your what what, do, what what's your problem with uh, number one, Justin? It feels one's like a Ben one. lie. Yeah. Like it feels like if Ben sat down and came up with a baseless but entertaining narrative for a lie, this is what Ben's adding to the Nathan's hot dog eating competition. I don't feel. I feel. I feel like. I feel good about statement two. But on first glance, I thought statement two was the most likely to end up being the lie. Like, from one notion, Japanese come over and dominate, how controversial. I thought this is going to be the lie. But I don't know, maybe you sold me on it. John, okay, and John, John, John what's, what's, what's your problem with uh, statement number three? Is it just the, 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 what is it, the sheer amount of hot dogs? or? I think it's more just that I liked, I felt like there was some, you had plenty of information for one and two that I was convinced that they were true. And... They're impressive lies, if otherwise. I will um, say, 75 whereas, is a huge amount of hot dogs. Yeah, 75 is masses. Like, that um, should be the reason the that you've got, you're saying lie. 75. It's also the fact you've got, like, two records broken as well. So 75 is... It'd be impressive if one of them broke the record, but then for both of them to break the record. I feel like with this, a record should be getting broken most years. Like, you should be getting better at this. <laughs> Don't you think? You could say the same for like any sport, though. Yeah, how often, <laughs> how often does the like how often do records really not get broken across a year? There's sports that are very related to conditions, like the hundred meter sprint, very specific to conditions and when athletes are at their peak. But I don't know, like cycling records get broken at just about every cycling meet. The long jump record hasn't been broken for. Is it long jump or triple jump? It's like the record stood since the 80s. Okay, there's that one example that, that is... Uh, <laughs> that that, that, that bloke was definitely juiced up to his eyeballs as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The fact he jumped <laughs> 20 metres past the sand. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, wow. I thought I had you, but... Uh, statement one's a lie. When I just did... <laughs> Well done, Justin. Uh, I honestly honestly didn't want three. And it's such a good feeling, John, when the first person goes and it's not the one you want because <laughs> I hadn't had that experience yet. 
when you've just gone and locked in three, which is the only one that I wasn't going to consider, um, that was quite liberating. And then I think I just felt free to go with the vibe. Um, it's been a good day. I don't mind losing three. It's a good day for I the was, good guys. I, was... um, I feel like I've eaten a lot of hot dogs. I was convinced with one. Well done, Ben. I, that, I can't believe there was a genuine, like a genuinely legitimate history podcast in Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Who who would have thought? <laughs> so is is all of one made up then, Ben? Yeah, um, it's actually it was a pretty um, serendipitous for me. Um, when I was researching it, it turns out that they came up for the lie for me. Um, Nathan's <laughs> Nathan's fabricated the entire story as a publicity stunt. You have gone with oh, three wow. true statements. Yeah, <laughs> that's brilliant. That's lovely. Well, there you go. That's why I was so convincing. <laughs> For me, Justin just saw right through it. <laughs> oh, uh, when he said the ages, I'm like, I'm not going to ask Ben to do the math on how old he is, so I'm going to do the math on my calculator, and uh, hopefully John just won't pick up on it. But John was straight in there, like, hang on a second, how old was this guy in 1971? Yeah. When he was uh, trying to ban it for anti-capitalist reasons. He's an old dude. Oh, well done, Ben. Bernie Sanders. That was very rich. Well done, Justin. I loved the World War... The thing that got me initially was the World War Two. I was like, that's quite quite a good link to make. Like, hot dogs are German. No, we need to cancel this contest. But I was like, <laughs> Ben is definitely capable of coming up with that. To be fair, it was... I think 1941 has been the only year where they haven't held it. Um... Right, had slightly Plus, other, know. slightly uh, conflicting interests at that time. I've given up women, but I feel like I <laughs> swear them off. <laughs> I feel I said that to, to someone today, and they just looked at me. And was like, yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> I was it was it the girl you dated? <laughs> it was not. It is not. There there is not. Um, here, John, life lesson. Life lesson for anyone out there who's wondering. Do not get a girlfriend any time within 100 days before Valentine's Day. It's not worth it. Wait it out. February 15th, that's your go zone. You can't do February the 15th. She'll definitely know something's up. What if it's like 99 days before Valentine's Day? It's not worth it, like John. An... It's not worth it. Yeah, well, well you need like a... You need like a um buffering date of like at least 10 days between that as well. I'll tell you why you end up with 100% you end up with Christmas Day thrown in your New Year's plans get ruined you have to do you have to do Valentine's Day you best just wait till all that's over if you can get real lucky find yourself a girl who's got a birthday in between Christmas and Valentine's Day you gotta have a terrible two months get it all out of the way move on with the rest of the year and then if you're gonna marry them put your wedding anniversary in there as well You've already thought about this, huh? No, I hadn't until right now, but it's all come together. <laughs> I'm pretty happy with that. This fits in right, when, right in with the, uh, the, the Meninist uh, agenda I was driving with those Bill Clinton jokes. To be fair, I don't think there's anyone this doesn't apply for who hates gift-giving. The obligation of issue... gift-giving is genderless. My issue with... I, I saw... I... I kind of come, get where you're coming from, Justin. My issue with it is that if you start going out with somebody a hundred days before Valentine's Day, one, you're going to get a crap present because Valentine's Day presents are already crap no matter how long you've been going out with that person Correct. for. Because it's a joke holiday. Yes. But also, like, they don't know you. You're going to end up with, like, something, like, you mentioned once. Like, oh, that's a really cute dog. And, like, you end up with, like, a stuffed toy dog. And you're like, Brilliant. Just like, I remember the time you said you like dogs. I'm like, that's really sweet you remembered that, but I hate this dog. <laughs> now I'm stuck with this thing forever. <laughs> I can't get rid of it unless I break up with you. I think, so what we've established is the exceptions to my already ridiculous rule is that minimalists are exempt. Um, if you can get it in writing that you don't have to exchange gifts, exempt. <laughs> what else? Signing, signing some sort of prenup document yeah. before you've even <laughs> married them. hundred days before Valentine's. Yeah, I, I really, no, I have no, no gifts on Valentine's. I have no idea why I'm single. Couldn't tell you. A hundred days before Valentine's Day, you're going to be running up to Christmas, though. That's what you were saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh. get out of all of it. I just, it's not worth so being involved in that. It's month. not worth it. <laughs> you're such a romantic, Justin. <laughs> 
Um, well. Has Justin sworn off women or women sworn off Justin? <laughs> when he comes I mean, out with them with both, a contract. Both are possible, but I think we all know which one happened first. F-bomb and the blowjob references in just put the explicit warning over it you can't um, leave the blowjob references in what do you mean you can't? that's the best part I think my grandma listens to this <laughs> 